week I met a man about my age, a man with a ponytail, and did not really on the outside look too Jewish. I started schmoozing with him, and started hearing his story, and it didn't take very long till he opened up to me. His father was a Holocaust survivor, and he went through the camps, and went through the hell of the camps, and he told me that his father had a lot of children, a lot of children, the biggest nekama, to shtelavek, Yiddish Adairis, to have children and to to create Eden after what his father went to went through in the biggest biggest hell. Mamish, mamish, we can't even imagine what they went through. And uh, his brothers are Hasidim, we'll call him Yaili, it's a nice Jewish name, Joel. And I see he's not a Joel, he's a Yaili. Start schmoozing with him, start talking to him. He told me that when he was young, he got fahered by the Vina Ruv, Cheskes Habatim, backwards and forwards. He was a head, smart man, smart kid, a Kaila, a Kaili, good guy. It didn't take too long. And for some reason, people are comfortable telling me things that they don't usually share about his own personal Holocaust, that he was abused by a famous, a famous molester. And, you know, it really, it really struck me in so many ways. First of all, his father went through a Holocaust. He came out, built a door to get revenge. He showed me a picture of his father before he died, Chesid Shahid. That's his nakama. But when you're molested and abused and your life is ruined by Chesid Shahid, so what do you do to, to take nakama? So, a lot of people think, you know, this is my nakama. You know, look at my tattoos, look at my ponytail, that's my nakama. And his father went through a holocaust, but he went through a personal personal holocaust. I saw him, I was looking at a, at a person who had a lot of success in his life, beautiful house and all of that, but you could see he's, he's in pain. People say, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Get over it. It's a holocaust. It's a physical emotional, psychological, and spiritual holocaust. And it's such a terrible thing that he can't even want to take Nikama by building Yiddish Adairis because it was done to him by Ephraim Yid. I was with somebody else and he told me that he wants to go in front of his yeshiva and stand there with his tattoos to show them, look what you did to me that he went through abuse in the yeshiva and the cover-ups and all of that. And it's very hard because you want to tell them, you know, get them back. You know how you can get them back? Be successful, be happy, make a lot of money, be erluch, have a family in spite of them. That's the biggest nakama. But it's so much harder to do when you're abused by from people. It like goes inside and rips out, rips out. from the, it's, like, it's like you take, you go to a big apartment building, you go to the electrical room, which has thousands of wires, and you take a, a hammer, and you just start breaking and ripping out. What's the other side of the hammer called? The claw. You're clawing out and ripping stuff, and things are buzzing, and lights are flickering, and fires are, you know, things are popping. That's what happens to them. They lose trust. They lose trust in Hashem. They lose trust in, in, in the system that, that was supposed to care for them. Whether it's people's fault or not, we didn't know what, what they're going through and all of that. It's such a, and I, and in a certain way, I realized 
we can't we can't compare Holocausts, of course not. But it, in a way, look how much worse this is that you can't even recover from it. Can't even can't even have your life. Right? The Holocaust survivor built a life and he can't build a life. The Holocaust survivor I mean he built a life, but not Doris to be proud of and that he should be proud of and grandchildren and all of that. It's so sad. And since the Holocaust we don't have any Jews that I've ever met that are in so much pain, like the pain of those who were abused, tormented, traumatized, bullied, whatever it is in our moistness, in our families. It's so it's so painful. And people say, what's the big deal? Look at it. That's the big deal. I got to speak to him more. He told me that sometimes he goes to shul, drives to shul, went to Yom Kippur to shul, and, and you could see like there's this pintaliyid, there's that chelik al-kale, that, that's not extinguished, and it comes out once in a while. He told me he has Friday night about 20 to 30 young adults that drive to him, and they have Shabbos. He said, look at my cholent. He showed me his crockpot, big cholent thing, and he tries to, I don't know what, tries to, to just camaraderie with all of our skeletons. We have skeletons walking around. We have people walking around with so much pain, so much PTSD, so much anxiety, so much depression. And it's so sad because we, we tried, Kal Yisrael tried to push out the Tumah and have beautiful homes. And within Kal Yisrael, from within, we have so many hurting, so many hurting. It's not Shaykh. And there are many hurting who are still from, and there are many hurting, and the way that they deal with it is to become extra super from, and, and it pops out that way. But there's so many, so many people hurting. It's like Hashem opened the valve of emotional pain that's aimless shire. It's just, it's so bad. I feel so bad. And when I was done, I just wanted to hug him. I just wanted to hug him, and I, I'm, I'm hopefully going to reach out to him. I don't know what I can do, but I just want to say I'm so sorry for what you went through, and, and it d- doesn't represent Yiddishkeit, and it's not what Yiddishkeit is. And, and I, I want to explain to him how Hashem doesn't give everybody the same test, that you have to have a hundred. Hashem marks on a curve. Hashem understands. Hashem understands what you've been through. Hashem must appreciate His Yom Kippur a million times more than my Yom Kippur. Hashem must appreciate when He puts on tefillin a million times more than when we put on tefillin. Emotional pain is a real disability. And when someone can say, even though I feel in the dumps and I feel betrayed, feel betrayed, and I feel betrayed by Hashem. Where was Hashem? Why did I have to go through this? I was eight years old, I was six years old, and they daven and they say, and they ask Hashem, please help me, protect me. And it affects a lot of times they get ADD because of it, ADHD because of it, ODD because of it, a lot of stuff that that affects the way they behave and then they get labeled and, and the misunderstanding of the way people think that they're bad or lazy or stupid. And meanwhile, they have a real machla that's inside of them that doesn't show up on an x-ray and all that misunderstanding. It's so sad. It's so sad. And then he told me, he said, he watches some of my videos. I was like so surprised. He said he gets chizuk from it. We have to be understanding. We have to be understanding. We have to know that what is the main problem of Klal Yisrael? It's not what you think it is. There are many problems. Of course, the internet is a problem, and with enough tumor around, it's a problem. But we all expected that the problem would be spoiled American Jews. Spoiled and taiva. And that's not the problem that's destroying, that people are struggling with that. It's a struggle. 
and then Rosh Hashanah they do tshuva and they speak to the mashkiach and they get back. How many kids are struggling with pornography? Huge. But that's not destroying their insides. It's a big challenge, by the way. Very big challenge. They need to have a good mashpiah, that a good mashkiach, somebody will tell him, you're normal, we'll get you out of it, let's try to get better, and, and maybe some therapy for, help, for helping it. But it's the abuse, it's the trauma, that ongoing trauma, especially if it's from an adult or if it's repetitive, or if there's so many complications that come with it that is destroying so much of Klaliso. And it's so sad because it's being done by from Yidin. I was once in Home Sweet Home with a bunch of guys, and a guy said to his friend, okay, we're going to go um, late at night. They were going to go by train to the Bronx or whatever. So I said, aren't you scared? It's dangerous to go in the middle of the night to bad neighborhoods. So he looked at me and he said, all my pain came from from people. I'm not scared of Gaiyan. They have a great tracker, track record with me. I was never hurt by a guy. I was only hurt by Jews. And it's so sad to, to realize that, that they feel safe, safer among Gayim because they don't have bad experiences. They feel so unsafe in our homes. It's, it's, they always feel that someone's looking at them, judging them, thinking bad about them, and it's so not the story. And this guy, this Yaeli, he has like a bunch of brothers who are all beautiful and everything. They didn't go through what he went through. Or maybe they did and they had a bracha from Hashem of resilience. But I feel like telling him, he thinks he's a loser. He's not a loser. He got hit by a truck. Someone who gets hit by a car is a loser? If he's in a wheelchair of life and, and he can't walk like everybody, he's a loser? And it, it's such a shame because physically we would understand that and we would, we would carry him and we would, you know, make up for his pain and be there for him and offer help. And over here people don't know uh, and they don't, they lose the support. But there's something that they really need to think about. In physical illness, your disability is a real disability. But in spiritual difficulties, your disability is not a disability because Hashem marks you on a curve. And Hashem takes every little thing that you do and gives you more schar and more credit than what a from person does a whole year. Hashem sees every time you jump up, every time you decide to put on tefillin for two seconds and say Shema Yisrael, Shem Shem Achad. It's so beautiful to Hashem. So really, their disability is only what we see. But Klape Shemaya in Hashem, they're not disabled. They're tzaddikim. They're tzaddikim, they're chelikalakamim al-mamish, and they may have more schar waiting for them, for their efforts, than our regular, so-called regular people. And they don't know that because they're not taught that. So they go through their life thinking, well, look what I don't do. I don't keep Shabbos. Do they realize if they kept an hour of Shabbos? There's a home sweet homeboy that told me, so interesting, he said, Avi, you saved me. What do you mean? He said, you told me, I know you can't keep Shabbos. Keep the first hour. Keep the first hour of Shabbos. He said, I started doing that. I started lighting candles and keeping one hour of Shabbos. And I felt good about myself. And then I kept two hours and then I decided just Friday night. And now he's totally, totally Shema Shabbos. So what we need to really be able to understand is that when we see somebody driving a car on Shabbos, smoking on Shabbos, eating on Yom Kippur, whatever it is, it could be that not only they're holy, but it could be in Shemayim, 
they're doing much better than us. The Medrash Sefri says, Kol hagoyrim takala lechaveray hu nichnas tachtav lechol einshim. The one who causes someone else to stumble, he gets all of the sins. So it's very possible this kip, kid in pain, troublemaker, oisvarf, whatever names that you want to put on them, that not only is it not true, but all their averis are not on their credit card statement. All their averis are on the guy who hurt him and broke him. And they have no averis. And because of their pain, pain is mazachich them. As the, as the, the Chinna Rebbe said, that it's a Kabbalah, a Kabbalah from Moshe Rabbeinu, Toiras Moshe Misinai, that these kids, and he said, and you wonderful parents who are suffering, beyond any reason, in other words, not just to stub your toe and you have a little bit of a problem and you grow from it, but those that, that flatten us out and ruin us. He said, from his Rebbes, three big Rebbes, that they are a carbon seabor to atone for our sins. So here you have people and we look away from them and we say, oh, you don't look at them. And, and meanwhile, they're hurting and suffering for our sins of Klal Yisrael, just like Tzadikim die for our sins, they're suffering for our sins. Their tattoos are our sins. They're, it's all pain. And they may, could be that in their credit card bill in Shemayim, they have no Averis because it's all on some guy who might be getting Shishi. And then they do also Tshuva Me'ahava all the time. Because they have no reason to do that one thing that they do. They have no reason. It's only out of Ahava. Because once you're out, you're not doing it for the neighbors. You're not doing it for, we're part of a society. We have to look like everybody else. They just do it because they, they feel like doing it. And that one thing shows the, the strength of a neshama. How do you see the strength of a neshama? Because it gets thrown into the abyss. It gets stepped on. It gets Mamish hurt and hurt and hurt, and yet they do chesed, and yet they're so kind, and yet they care, and yet they try to help other people, even if the way of trying could be sometimes warped, because they're hurting, so they try to help somebody, could be it's not what we would want, but they're malik chesed, and they're malik chen, and they have a Yiddish surah. And if you could just see past the outside, you just scratch the surface. Another person would have said hello to this guy. It would have been very turned on Joel, and he would have seen a guy with a ponytail, and would have judged him, and would have thought he is a Valtaiva, and would have thought this and that. Oid ma'at ve'ein Russia, Go a little further. Go further. You'll see, I didn't see. By the time I was done, I saw the holiest, beautiful Yid, who for some reason Hashem threw into the garbage and into the world, he would much rather be learning Cheska Sabatim. I saw that he had Svarim. He's, he's, he's such a tzaddik. And, and how can I think that I would be better than him if I went through what he went through? And our siblings have to be taught this. Why do you think that she's the problem, he's the problem, they're not doing Tznias? Why is it about them? How do you know that you would do better if you went through that person's life? I think they're doing much better than we are because every little effort counts so much and because their sins are not on their cheshbin. And when they can, they will. But they need us. They need everyone in Klai Yisrael. They need mom, they need dad, they need uncles, they need aunts, they need siblings, they need neighbors, they need everybody to go and hug them. They need so much love. I asked the kid in Home Sweet Home, he used to make cards, his business card was a smile and he made stickers of smileys I asked him, 
so much love, so much smiles. He said, I have so much to make up for. His childhood was so miserable. And again, his parents didn't know. And his yeshiva didn't know. But he was molested and abused terribly at seven years old. And then he started acting out. And he became the mechitzif. And he became the... Nobody knew what to do with him. I'm not blaming anybody. It's a trap. It's a trap because they don't share and they don't tell. And, and, and his family still doesn't know what a tzaddik he is. Tzaddikim. And we're surrounded by diamonds. And we look at them like Rahman al-Itzlan, what some people say. A friend of mine was in a community and he was talking to a chashava askin, and in front of where they were, a bunch of kids passed by on rollerblades with, you know, natsnios and colored hair, and he turned to my friend, and he turned to my friend and he said, we got to get the garbage out of this town. And my friend turned to him and said, I have two such garbages in my house. And he said, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. He said, no, 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 let's talk about it. Where does this attitude come from we have, that a yid is garbage? Where does the attitude come from that little kids can call uh, somebody a shiksa? Where is the training? And, and the answer is that we didn't grow up with it. So we didn't know, but now we need to know. Now we need to train little kids. We don't judge anybody. We need to teach don't judge until you reach their place. And the Sasama says, you'll never reach somebody else's place. And we need to teach even more than that. I always say, I have nothing against judging. You want to judge, go right ahead. But you better judge correctly. If you judge not correctly, woe, woe is to you when you judge not correctly. Now, how are you supposed to judge correctly? You need to know everything about the person from when he's born until now, all of his, everything that happened to him in order to be able to come out. And we have to be careful because many of us walk around with that, what's that call that the judges have? Gavel. Gavel. And they gavel, gavel, gavel. They're gaveling people all day long. And instead of realizing that you made a mistake that you judged, but you made a bigger mistake. You judged wrong. Oidma'at on us. We have to go further. We have to go further. Ve'ain Russia. By the time I finished, I looked at this neshama. I looked at this wonderful guy. I wish I could hug all the pain out of him. Because if you can just suck out all the pain that he has, he's going to be, it's not too late, he's going to be the biggest tzaddik in the world. These are the most sensitive souls that get hurt and that can't get, they, they fall in and I can't get up. Remember that commercial? I fall in and I can't get up. It comes from the chashivos. It comes from their sensitivity. It comes from all of a sudden they, they realize everything that's hypocrisy. We have a lot to learn from them. If we, are, if we have hypocrisy, they will notice it and they will show it to us. And a lot of what they're saying comes from a bad place because of pain. But a lot of what they're saying is really true. We put a bigger dagesh on clothing than we do on Yerushimayim. We put a bigger dagesh on external than on internal. We put a bigger dagesh on, on, on certain frumkaiten than benadam lechaveroi. We have a lot of work to do and they are really telling us things that we have to listen to. So when you go ahead and you see this diamond in the rough, and the rougher they are, the more pain they're in. And you look and sit with them, and you look at them and you sit with them without any judgment. It took such a short period of time till he just sat with me and he told me his story. And you'll always hear there's always a story. Nobody goes off the derech because it's fun. 
Nobody goes off the derech because McDonald's is cheaper than Kosher Delight and because you can buy an entire family meal for $8, which is amazing. Nobody goes off the derech because they're building a beautiful life for themselves. And this guy is successful. Beautiful house. He has everything, but he has no menuchas anefesh. This the Chinar Rebbe Blazer said so beautifully. You know why they're Mechal Shabbos? Because Shabbos is Yoy Menucha, and they have no Menucha. And what can we do for them? Embrace them. What's stopping us? Ego, judgment, misunderstanding. Gaiva, 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 gaiva. That's what's stopping us. And we have to realize that the Zayar Kaddish says that there's no greater thing we can do than run after those who fall away from the crown. And to pull them back and acquire them by agar shlim, full price, no matter what it takes, time, money, and effort. And he says that the reward, Parshish Truma, the reward is more than any avodis Hashem you can do. There's nothing more you can do than run after and be makarav. And he says how to do it. He doesn't say that you have to have consequences. He doesn't say, don't bring them into your house. He doesn't say you have to put your foot down. He doesn't say, let them learn a lesson. He doesn't say that. He says you have to go with Aaron HaKoyin's proven method, Oyev Esabriyos, and then Makarav and Latayra. Truly love them. That is the Makarav Latayra. You never have to say, did you put on tefillin, do you want to put on? That, that it happens through the power of influence. When they feel cared for, they want it. We just have a candle with a lot of garbage, rubbish on top of it, and a lot of people who look down at them and judge them in the name of God, in the name of Torah, in the name of Chassidus, the Baal Shem Tev would be so angry that somebody uses Chassidus, that the whole basis of Chassidus is Ahavas Yisrael on the, on the most extreme level, and to use that to look down at somebody because they're not good enough. He would be so embarrassed. He would tell you, flush your strimal down the toilet. Who needs a strimal if you're looking down at Eden? The first basis, the basis of Chasidus and all of it. And by the way, it's from the literature also. You can't run away from this. And I have over 4,000 stories from everybody. Love, 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 no rechuk. It's all the small-minded people want to be Merachik, and then they go to the Godal, to the Chazanish, and it always comes up with a way to be Mekarev, and no Rechuk. And the person who is angry and aggravated and acting out needs more love, more understanding. No, you don't have to be like everybody else. You, you're not, you, you don't have to dress like everybody. You, there's no rules. The rules don't apply to you. Your life is different. And I believe in you. What's TP? TP is I don't judge you. I believe in you. That's the piece that people miss. I believe in you. And sometimes it's very hard. Why is it so hard? Because you're hurting. It's easier on somebody else's kid. You don't care about what Averis they do. You don't care about what they do. And you just say, I believe in you. When it's your own kid, our parenting ego, which is real, gets in the way. I'm, I'm hurt that she's doing Averis. I'm hurt that he's doing these Averis. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. What are the neighbors going to say? My Habriyais. And I'm embarrassed. And, and maybe it's my fault. And I feel like I wasn't good enough. All of that gets in the way. The pure medicine, the pure medicine that the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanish said for spiritual healing, and that I say that I see is the same medicine for emotional, psychological, psychiatric healing. 
is we believe in you. I know who you are. Don't look at the outside. Don't kick nish. Don't look at it. It doesn't matter. You're not judging them. They're not responsible. I once said that. Someone said, who were you to say they don't have Bechira? First of all, Gershon Edelstein said they don't have Bechira. Anusim. But my point is not in Shemaim. I'm not in the Bez and Shomala. I hope not to be there for a long time. But who are you to judge them? Why, why do we have to be, why do we have to think that we have to pass judgment? Why do we have to think that it's our job to pass judgment? It's not our job. It's not that I don't care. It's not my business. I have to worry about my own Averis. I'm much more concerned about us than them. I really am. And why, why do I have to figure out how much Bechira? Someone said, maybe they have Bechira in a certain point. So, do you know what that point is? No. So it's none of your business. Why don't you just boost and boost and follow what the G'daylum teach us from Alakraizen, of Litvish, Sfardish, Hasidish. All of them are saying, only love works. And we have a lot of noise. And the noise is coming from the Gaia. I haven't found it from one gadol. You have to have consequences. You have to put your foot down. Not in your house. How are you going to make a bracha if they're not sneistic? I haven't found it from one gadol. From one gadol. You know what they say? Close your eyes when you, when you make a bracha. Why can't you close your eyes when you make your bracha? I have another eight. of wash in the morning and bench at night. I had a story. A family came to me. They called me up. Big problem. Big problem. The daughter, who they love and they're going to be Makarev, wants to come to the Hanukkah party. Not Sneas. So the aunts, the uncles, the cousins are all going to be there. It's a big family. They, they said, no, if she comes, we're not coming. So she's going to be Kares. You're not invited. So I got on the phone with their Das Tair. I said, what's the problem? They said, she's not Sneas. So I said, yeah, I know, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to look away and embarrass her. But you go in the street, there are people not sneers. You go to the bank, someone's not sneers. Just be cordial and, and you don't have to stare. Right? Why can't you just say, hi, how are you? Look at her face. Why, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Good to see you. And, 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 and that's it. Fine. Right? Seems so easy. Then they said, yeah, but how are we going to make brachas? So I said, first of all, so don't eat. You're talking about doing curries and hurting a hurt person and, and being over on not even a question about it, that varies you over and causing her danger and pushing her away. So don't eat. It's Hanukkah, so you don't have latkes. I said, but why? I have a great idea. Why don't you wash before you come or, or wash when you get there and bench at the end. Everyone's worried about their brachas. The Das Tayr was one of the biggest G'dayli Adar, Zikne Adar. He was laughing. He's laughing. He's like, yeah, what a good idea. No, all of a sudden I have to be able to make a adama, I have to make a shakal, I have to make a thing. And oh, she's there, I have to go like this, I have to put a mechitza around me. And then one guy was very brazen and he tells me, I can't have her in the room because I'm going to look at her and she's not sneistic and I'm not ready to be over on that. So I told him, I said, I'll tell you what, if your taka is so holy, you never look at not sneas? Come on, be honest. You never see anything you're not supposed to? Uh, so I said, so don't start with her. Okay? Don't start your frumkite with her. Okay? On the, on the plane when you go to Israel, when no one's looking, you didn't look at a movie? In a hotel room, you, know, you don't look at something? You go to business, though, where do you work? Manhattan. Oh, th- really? You walk around with a walking stick, like a blind guy? Well, for Parnassa. Oh, for money. For money, yeah. You go to the bank, you go to business people. You, every business person you go to, they're all Tzniyas, all these guys are Tzniyas. You never look, you never... Your mamish Upkehit and your mamish Rif Steinman? No. 
So you want to start your Yiddishkeit on her. I said, don't please do me a favor, you faker. Start on the next person. Don't start being merachiker. And I'm not telling you you have to stare and and and, and look up and down a hundred times. Look at her face and say, hi, how are you? Nice to see you. That's it. That's it. And if you and if you if it's not enough for you, ask your das Tyra who knows you personally. Some of these chevra are doing the worst things, but they have to be from over here. I said, and and if you talk so from, you know what it is, the real edel, the real from people. They don't have questions. They do what they have to do. They have a certain feeling of Ratzon Hashem. They know that they're in a situation. They understand people. They're understanding. It comes with a certain ni'imus, a certain ziskite. Big tzaddikim also. They go, they go, they travel. They go, they can know if stewardess passes by, you know. So the ones who make a whole thing, there's felt in the ni'imus. They're not sweet. They're not tzaddikim. They're not saying, if you can plan it in advance and you're so from, fine. But the ones who like, you know, oh, I can't sit next to, eh, there's that, it's not our way. And I haven't found whose way it is. It's a lot of people who, and you know how you know? You'll ask them, who's your Das Torah? They have no Das Torah. Right? They don't hold up anybody still alive. They like people from 200 years ago who can't tell them what to do. But everybody else is a shaita, and everybody else, no, they have no das taira. Somebody who has das taira and has a, a rosh hashiva, a manig, who, who, they're calm, they're cool, they're collected. They'll go ahead and they'll explain to you, you live in a world, you're not meant to live yourself. Sometimes taka, something will happen and you're stuck, so you'll do tshuva for it. So you know what? You, if you see that you did something wrong, the next day you could fast. No? You can go to the mikveh. But, but don't make believe like, you know, my Yiddish guide is the most important thing, and I can't have anybody, and I can't make... A guy told me, how can I make Kiddush? Close your eyes. Make Kiddush, make Kiddush. Close your eyes, speak to Hashem. Always, always close your eyes so it doesn't look different. But to embarrass a neshama and to lose a Yom Kippur davening, a Yom Kippur fasting, which sometimes we lose because of that, you're ready to do that? It's not liberal. You need to have a manig, like Rav Gershon Edelstein a link to the Chazanish. He's not firm enough for you? It's not enough to do what he said? No, he's not firm enough. He's not Das Taira. And he's not Das Taira. So you have people wandering around. They take the Taira as their own thing and they, they conform it to what's most comfortable for them. And it's very, very, very sad. The saddest part is that they're, they're hurting, but they're, they're hurting people, but they're losing such opportunity the Zayar Kaddish says that the reason Aaron Akoyin went to such a high level was not because he was shuckled like Moshe Rabbeinu. It's because he chased down and ran after the, those who fell away. And he says the reward you get is Hashem makes a covenant with you. And all the brachas that come. And after you pass away, the Zayar Kaddish says you'll go to a much higher place in Shemayim. You can't get in. And they'll say, what are you doing? Nobody can push it away. Why? Because you were mishtadel, doesn't say success, hishtadlus to try to bring back those lost. So look how much you're giving up. Look how much you're giving up because you go to sleep Friday night instead of going to the park. Go to the lake. Go to the park. Find these guys with the ponytail, with the tattoos. You know, the Nazis, Yemach Shemam, what they did, they took us and they tattooed us. But we know that tattoos are from pain. We know that. And this person, I don't want to say Nazi, but this person who abused this child, 
that causes them to get tattoos later on, it's even worse because it causes the person to think that they want this. You understand? It's even worse. We have to see past the tattoos. We have to see past the piercings. We have to see past the sin. Oid ma'at, oid ma'at. We have to push ourselves. Ve'ein rasha v'spainanta el makoimoi ve'einenu. I saw where this guy is coming from. Poof. I didn't see a ponytail anymore. I didn't see, I saw hurting. I saw pain. I saw a soul that is hurting because of galus. This is all because we are in Galos, 2,000 years. Hashem shut the lights, sent us away, we're in confusion, and we're hurting each other, and He's in Galos. And I'm telling you, I, it was so short until the time from me looking at him, I could show you a picture later, he did not look like a Yid, he had like a bandana on and a ponytail, and, and after such a short time of him opening up to me, such a short time, I saw such a Yid, such a Yid, why did he open up to me? I, I'm not bigger or better than you. I just learned in the last 20 years not to judge. I had no judgment. And then another cute thing, he says, oh, you're the guy from the videos. I watch some of your videos. I really like them. You understand what's happening. So therefore he opened up and he told me his secret that he probably didn't tell many people in a very short time. By the time I'm done, I'm telling you I want to hug him. And I'm not a hugger, but I want to hug him. And I want to tell him it's going to be okay. And I want to apologize to him for all of the hurt and pain he got from people who look like us and who look like me and who wear this yarmulke. And I want to tell him I'm sorry. They didn't know better. They, they are the ones who are wrong. And you are the one who is right. And, and we want you and we need you. Ain't hakise shalom. You know, we're not shalom. The Sefer Torah is not complete as long as we're missing Isis. So we have to realize, Ikvesid the it's all about us. We have to do it first. It doesn't say the child has to have consequences and boundaries and show respect. Then we can hope. It's they will come back. They want to come back. And those who are angry are always the ones we're most successful with. The angry ones, it's the quiet ones that are much harder. They implode. They feel much more like nothing inside and they're quiet and they're hard to get to. The angry ones, oh, curse, curse. They used to curse God in front of me and everything. And so many of them today, from Shemitah Mitzvah, what happened to all their questions? They still have the questions, but they got it out of their system. And they saw somebody who doesn't judge them. What makes somebody a leader in Kalal Yisrael? What is the leadership quality of the Lubavitcher Rebbe? Of the Chazanish? Of the Ger Rebbe, of wherever you go, wherever you go, of Reb Gershon Edelstein, Reb Steinman, what's the leadership quality that they have? Is that they're not in the riffraff. They don't get involved in the immaturity. They don't get, they're too, they're above it. I, I love Zikanim. I'm finding anybody over 90, they see differently. They're not involved, he looks like this, she looks like that, he did that. They see everybody's beautiful. Like Reb Gershon Edelstein Shlita, his last video, only Ni'imus, only sweet, don't be rough, stop being rough. It's like a certain hitzkite that we have as young people. And that is very, 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 very damaging. And we have to become mature and become leaders of our families. We have to become leaders of our community. And we have to teach those around us with Ni'imus, not with anger, with Ni'imus that there's a better way. That we don't judge people, 
They have a story. And believe me, I'm much more worried about us than I'm worried about them. I wish you could meet him. Maybe I'll ask him to come. And he'll walk in and you'll see a guy gomer. They say, What's the difference between a Jew, between a guy and a guy gomer? Naraid can zan a guy gomer. Only a Jew can be a guy gomer, right? He's a guy gomer and he's. Michal Shabbos, he drives on Shabbos and all of that, and he should come and I wish we could put it, hypnotize him so he should have the guts to tell his story, how he went from Yaili, how he went from a Yaili who knew Cheska Sabatim back and forward to being a Joel who's running, I believe, I don't know him that well, but it seems to me like he's still on the run, and I wish he would stop running, I wish he would turn around and he would realize that there are some people who are bad, they don't represent Hashem they don't represent Taira, and they don't represent us. I wish he can come. Maybe I'll invite him to come to the Shabbaton. Come to the Shabbaton and go to the mikveh of Klai Yisrael, mikveh Yisrael Hashem. Come into a mikveh of 600 parents who don't judge you. Realize that we're different. We don't judge. And this, by the way, is the single most important chinuch for your other children. This is the way I raised my kids by accident. I didn't have anything more better than anybody else. I was as judgmental as everybody else. I just for some reason believed in people, and I saw the more I believe in them, the more they proved me right. And I raised my kids. We don't judge. And guess what happens when you judge? The Ebishter judges you the way you judge people. Hashem Tzilcha the Baal Shem Tov said, Hashem is your shadow. Just like you control your shadow, you control Hashem. If you, if you judge other people, Hashem judges you that way. So we're just burying ourselves. V'shavtu esa'am mishpat tzedek says the medrash. Make sure to judge other people, the um, the nation, Jewish people. Make sure to judge them. Mishpat tzedek doesn't mean righteous. The medrash says it means tzedakah. Extra. People say, what do you want from me? <clears throat> I judge based on what I see. Mishpat Tzedek. Mishpat Tzedek, Pashib Shat. Judge righteous. Says the Medrash, no. Judge Mishpat Tzedaka. Shoyiftim v'shoytrim. Your judgment, titain lecha, is given over to you. Says the Kedushas Levi. Based on this Medrash. V'shoftu ha'am. Make sure you judge other people. Mishpat Tzedek with Tzedaka. You give Tzedaka. Not just money Tzedaka. Opinions of tzedakah, decisions of tzedakah, judgment of tzedakah. And that's the way Hashem Tzolcha, Hashem judges us. So not only do we do the right thing for them, and not only are we but our judgment becomes that way. Hashem says the same thing, no, no, I'm not interested in what he did. Oh, come on, stop showing me the shtusim. He, he, he had a, he had a, he had a rach shtus, right? Okay, come on. If the zikne hadar can look at Yidin who sin and say, rach shtus, that's what Gershon said. Rach shtus, rach shtus. I don't want to hear about this garbage. It's a rach shtus, he'll grow out of it like they do. Hashem is not a zikne hadar. Hashem is not a zakin hadar. Hashem is, Hashem can also have that attitude and say, what are you bringing me? What are you bringing me? Yeah, he's human. He made a mistake. Look how good he really wants to be. Beautiful Nesiv Shalom. Beautiful. It says, 
Lehibit oven oven biyakov leira amu biyisrael Hashem elikov imay. Hashem doesn't look at the iniquities, the oven, the sins of Klal Yisrael. His friendship is with us. Hashem elikov imay. Hashem elikov imay. Leira hibit biyak oven biyakov leira amu biyisrael Hashem elikov imay yisruas malach boy. Says in the Sefer Shem, I don't understand. Klum mashve ponim. We're allowed to say this. You're not allowed to say Hashem doesn't. What does it mean? Hashem doesn't look. He says, "No, the, the key is in the end of the pasuk." Hashem When a Jew sins, but Hashem But really inside, he's 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 really tied to Hashem, and he says, "I can't believe I'm doing this." Ugh, I'm so disgusted. Why am I doing this? I wish I wasn't doing it. So the Yitzhahara, the Satan, comes and says, look what I got, I got great stuff on Yanki. Here's a video of what he's doing. Hashem says, let me see the machshava of Yanki when he was doing it. He was thinking, Hashem, he was thinking inside, I can't believe I'm doing this, I don't want to do this. Such an Aveira, you're bringing me something that he did against his Ratzin, something that he did because he's in Gala, something that he did because he's Tzibrachin, because he's human. That's what you're bringing me? It brings out the godless of us, if while we sin, Hashem alikav imoy b'shas hachet, we have to think while we sin, oh Hashem, I wish I wasn't doing this. I'm not an eved l'shnei adoinim. I'm not serving. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm messed up. I have, I have taivus to worry about. I have averis, but really I'm with you. Hashem says, that kind of averis lehibetavam b'yakiv, leiramu b'yisrael. This is how we have to look at people. This is how we have to have a, a change in our attitude. And this is the chinuch of our dar. We have to be mechanach because those kids on the bus who pass by and they see and they make fun and they say shiksa, goita, and they throw things or whatever, I feel so bad for them because they're not genuine yidin. These kids, where do they get it from? They get it from us. Where do they get it from? My kids wouldn't do that. My kids wouldn't say shiksa, goita, shagitz, osvarf, judging people, labeling people. It comes from the attitude. They got it from somewhere. They're six, they're seven, they're eight years old. So where does it come from? We have to be mechanach, our children. We don't judge anybody. Number one, because we're wrong. Number two, because then we get judged. And that's enough of a reason. And number three, live a life like the G'daylam. What a better life they have. They just rise. They're lifted above all the bumps in the road. And they're just lifted up and they're happy and they're calm and they don't get involved in the nitty gritty. They brought someone to Chazanish, they brought someone to Shtaim, all these stories, 4,000 stories I have. Guy told me himself, he's a Shashiva and a Yeshiva for Shvacha boys. But it's still like a Bez Yeshiva, they're from, but Shvach. They caught a boy in the middle of Shir with an iPhone watching a movie. Okay? And this guy, this Rosh Hashiva who opened the Yeshiva, has a Jewish heart. He loves these kids and he's always fighting for them. The Rebbe's told him, Ad Khan, it's either me or him. If you're not going to throw him out, I can't be a Rebbe anymore. How could I? He's watching a movie on an iPhone, which especially in Eretz Yisrael is so trafe and all of that. And in the middle of Sherry's watching it, under his Gemara, he's watching it. And I'll lose the whole class, Ad Khan, me or him. So he tells him, listen, I hear what you're saying. It's a, it's a Shaila, right? Koach Nefesh Shaila, and your job is a Shaila. We have a Godel. Let's go to Reb Aaron Leib Shteinman. They went to Reb Aaron Leib. What did Reb Aaron Leib say? I guarantee you, you know the end of the story. Oh, throw him out. What about the other kid? Nothing. He said, yeah, it's a big problem. He did it in class. He has to be removed from the class. 
but not from the yeshiva. Second, the second say the Rebbe should. He, he, there's a second say the Rebbe. So what does the second say the Rebbe learn, do during the morning? He learns in Kailu. He should tell his Kavrusa for the next month. He's learning one on one with this boy. And the morning say the Rebbe. What does he do second say there? He learns in Kailu. Tell his Kavrusa not showing up, and he should learn second say there with this boy. The boy should be in base Madrish. 30 days learning with morning Seder with the second Seder Rebbe, and second Seder, private tutoring, private upgrade, an upgrade. He said, and in a month from now, let's see what happens. What do you think happened? Instead of being rejected, he was embraced. And he learned, and after a month he said, I'll behave, I want to be part of the family, I want to be part of the yeshiva. That was the punishment of Rebaran Leib. Story of the Chazanish, same ending. Story of Adi Yosef, same ending. Wherever you go, the Gedolim didn't want to lose an account. We're not losing an account. We have to do, we'll do. We're the adults. We have to do. Someone said, oh, oh, the parents have to give, and who should give? This kid who's suffering, who wants to die, who's on drugs, or is disconnecting, or even according to those who say they're, they're, they're so much taiva. Okay, so he can't. He can't. He's stuck. Yitzray al-bashay. It's a, it's, it's, it's a Gemara. It's a Bechina of Yitzray al So what could you do? There's a story of the Chazanish. They asked him the following question. When you're doing a Shidduch with a woman, doing a Shidduch with a girl, what? what? It's being taped. The story of the Chazanish, that, that they said, you're looking at Shidduch for a girl. And you're supposed to look at the brothers, the Gemara says. They looked at the brothers, very nice people, very kind, very respectful, but they're off the derech, the Mechal Shabbos. Should we do the Shidduch? The Chazanish said that the Gemara, is a Chiddush of the Chazanish, how does he know this? The Gemara means only for Midas, not for Yerushalayim. If they have good Midas, that's the kind of family you want to be with. doesn't matter that the Mechal Shabbos. On the other hand, if they're very, very from, but they're no Midas, Kanoim, you know, we have very from kids, Baruch Hashem, that we have a lot of nachas from, and sometimes I meet them in the group, and the chutzpah to their parents, the way they talk to their parents, they're also off the derech. Where's the kibbutz? Your parents sat you down and said, this is what we're doing. No, I don't have to do it. Where is this? This is a big problem. So if you have very from, but bad midas, not respectful, don't do the shidduch. Chazanish is chidush on a gemara, that it's depending on the brothers, on midos, nice people. That's, that's what determines the shidduch, and not their level of Yerushimayim. We don't know this. The Yisrib Shach, but I don't understand. You have a from family, and these two guys, they went off to Derech. How could you say they're nice people? How could they, look at the tsar they're causing to their parents. How could it ever be that you could be off the derech and be a nice person? You're a rebel against Hashem. You're married. So how could you be Mechal Shabbos and be a good person? A Jew in the heart. A good Jew, right? How could it be? Reb Shach said, Kayoim in our generation, 30, 40 years ago. There's so much taiva in the streets that you can't blame them. It's Yitzrei al So that doesn't count. But it's all about Midas. So wherever you're going to turn, wherever you're going to turn, you want to learn Havas Yisrael, people think you have to go to Lubavitch. Isn't that a shame? Lubavitch got the, got the, uh, the, the, 
exclusive on Havas Yisrael. If you're Satmer, no. What's Satmer do Havas Yisrael? No, we have to, we have to curse out the Tzayinim. The Agudistim is not sure the same story of Rebenu Yael, the Yael's Chesir in the lining. There's no exclusivity on this, right? Tvilin, I, I told when I left, I said, I told somebody, I said, if I was a Lubavitcher, what would I have done after 10 minutes with this guy? I would have said, you know, Yaeli, come, let's put on Tvilin. You're so good at it. I said, it's not, I, I can't do it, first of all, I, I can't do it, but it's also, it's not my mahalach, because I don't want to blow that he should think that that's what I want. Oh, I want a chapa mitzvah with you. But the, but you know what? They don't look at it from a Lubavitcher, because they expect, it's like your DNA. They don't think that you're trying, because they know that that's what you do. So if you're a Lubavitch, you can get away with it, number one. And number two, sometimes it, 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 I sent around recently from the radio talk show host, he talks about putting on tefillin and finding Hashem. There's something very strong. I left him with, with, with a caring heart. But maybe I should have said, you know, let's put on tefillin. Let's put on tefillin. He probably would have done it. But I feel like it blows my cover. I feel like it makes him think like I don't genuinely hurt for him. And really, I do genuinely. I genuinely hurt for him. You could do a, you could do a lie detector test. And then once you want something from somebody, it's a whole different relationship. So I couldn't go there. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be the one to do it. But if you want his address, I'll tell you guys, you go. We have enough Chabatskers, you go there, and you'll, you'll knock on his door, he'll, you'll put on tefillin on him, and you'll get that also. We'll let it come from somebody else. I wanted him to know that I hurt for him, and I felt, I felt, look at this Holocaust. In a way, it's worse, because his father recovered, but he couldn't recover. We lost more Dyrus from his being molested as a child than his father lost from Bergen-Belsen and Dachau and everything. We lost more diaries from him. We lost more sanity from him. It's, it's, and, and he's a saint. He's a good guy. I want to invite him for Shabbos. I, I, I feel like there's so much there. That, that He's a Yid. He's a Yid. And he's like just floating away from us, moving to a different city. What's he, where's he going to go? Alabama, Detroit. What's going to happen to him? And, and, and I want to bring him back, not because I'm... I want to make I, I want to make it very clear. Of course, I want him to be firm. I work for God, of course, but I have so much more of a concern that he should be happy and that he should have a life that he's proud of. That by his levaya should be children, should be enikluch. That he should feel I, I wasn't raped away from the life that I wanted. I want him to I want him to learn cheskas about him again. I want him to enjoy the tyre that he enjoyed. Somebody ripped that away from him. I want to attach him to Hashem, not just for the goodies, you know, for, for my schar and, and I have an, an, one more from Jew in the world, which is important, and, and yes, but I don't work for, for that. I, I work for him. I work for these kids. I, I feel like we're missing the boat on so many of them. And if we would just open ourselves and be vulnerable and, and, and be real Jews and be Baal Shem Tevidin and be real Hasidim, the, the Hasidim should be real Hasidim, and the literature should be real litvaks. And the svaradim should be real svaradim. We have to be real and go back to the roots. Rabbi Yosef, look what he did when the kid was Michal Shav, or he was playing soccer, and then he wanted money, he gave him money to go to a movie, and he got the guy back. It's all over. It's from Allah Kreisen. It's time for us to return to our roots and to remove the number one obstacle to saving, which is sinas chinam, judgment chinam, thinking we're better than them. I could show you a boy r- r- driving his car on Shabbos and you're going to have all kinds of things to say about him. And I just see somebody who needs a hug. I just see somebody who needs, they need so much hugs. And when you don't know what to say, just open your arms. Open your heart. Open your arms. Connect. 
connect, connect your heart to their heart. Is it from Lubavitch? Is that where I heard it from? The reason why we hug this way is that it should be heart to heart. I never knew that. That the Rebbe came up with? Genius. Genius. You know, you know I was always hugging wrong. So I, they got like a lung. I don't know what. It was like lung to heart, heart to lung. You're supposed to turn this way, heart to beating heart. Wow. But you know what it's all about? It's in the eyes. If you don't judge and you can look at somebody, like I've said so many times, and you're not looking down at them, why, why do we think we're so great that we can afford to look down at somebody else? Especially when we're wrong because we don't know their story. Don't look, don't look down at somebody just because he's sinning differently than you are. Don't look down at people. Raise them up.